Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe from StartupRad.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany. I have today another deep tech interview for you because shortly before Christmas I was invited by Technical University of Darmstadt, one of the premier uh, technical teaching institutes of higher education here in Germany and at this fair I met some very interesting startups of which you will see a few interviews over the next month and therefore there is a startup here in the person of Alexander who will do an interview right now with me talking about their deep tech startup. Alexander, welcome. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Completely my pleasure. Um, you are a very technical guy and let us first go through a little bit what you did before um, so people get a kind of feel what type of guy you are, what your company does. Then we get a little bit into um, the market and what your startup does. Um, I've been stalking you on LinkedIn and everybody would like to reach out to you directly. Go down here in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, there'll be a link to our blog and there are all the links if you are listening to this as an audio podcast, go down. There's also a link to find our blog with all the outgoing links, including everything we're talking about now. So you've been a technical guy and you've been with the German Space and Aerospace Center, right? Exactly. German Aerospace Center in the department in Bremen. Away, I also studied aerospace engineering and yeah, I was uh, working so for quite some time as a student first and then uh, for some time as a real employee on a satellite project of a satellite that's actually flying around Earth now. Can we talk about uh, what this center actually does and what was your role in it? Well, the German Aerospace Center itself is pretty huge. I think it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, science institute in Germany. It has departments all over the country and uh, does lots of things. Also, not only space-related, also uh, planes and um, energy, transport, a lot of different scientific topics they're working on. Uh, and in Bremen, we were working explicitly on uh, satellites, and we yeah, are bringing scientific satellite missions into space and the ones i was uh, the one i was working on was a rather small one which was responsible for trying out new methods to uh, track ships uh, in the ocean all over the planet also a way to track like little pirate vessels that's also one of the applications um so Basically, if a ship gets uh, hijacked from pirates, that you can uh, track it and follow it and then later get it back, for example. Huh. That is pretty cool. Unfortunately, no little Death Star with laser. Oh. Uh, uh, what, what did you do after that? Well, after that, I got accepted for a traineeship at the European Space Agency. Um, 
that's they are a bit smaller in total, but uh, they are managing basically the whole space sector all over Europe, giving out contracts to um, uh, private space companies to build huge satellite projects uh, like satellite constellations like Galileo and a lot of big scientific missions. Uh, one of the most famous uh, ones, which was recently successful, was the Rosetta mission, where uh, humanity sent the first time a satellite to a comet and uh, landed there. And yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. And there I was also involved in a small scientific mission about some satellite which uh, was used to try out many different things to um, yeah, see how you can operate future satellites better. And it just launched uh, before Christmas, so just recently, and it's still alive and doing well. And surprisingly, you. Um, but first, we should tell the people that the uh, ESOC, the European Space Agency Operation Center, is actually located in Darmstadt. Uh, like, if you don't have rush hour, like forty-five minutes away from Frankfurt. If you do have rush hour, it, it can take you two hours till, well, longer. <laughs> um, and this is how you ended up in Darmstadt. Exactly. This is how I ended up here. Uh, originally, I'm from Bremen, um, but that's how I got here. And that's also how I met uh, the other people of my founding team, uh, especially Felix, our CEO, who initiated this uh, whole project, was also working at uh, ESOC, the European Space Agency, uh, at the time I was there. And so we got connected. And when he came up with the idea, I quickly joined him. That is actually pretty cool. So you're, uh, uh, let's say, carve out of the European Space Agency. Let's talk a little bit about how um, the satellites took you one level uh, down to the clouds. Uh, what does Celera uh, Technologies do and how do you actually improve the world? Okay, um, that's a little complicated. The thing is, uh, nowadays... Um well, may I interrupt you here? We don't do small things here at Startup Radio. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of talk nowadays that um, the cloud and the internet is consuming a lot of power and therefore blowing uh, carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Uh, there are numbers from like all the Bitcoin mining on the planet uh, consumes as much power as uh, all of Ireland and uh, stuff like that. And that's because we have giant data centers all over the world, um, which are full of servers, which are just constantly running and doing stuff like streaming our videos, doing our Google searches and things like that. And um, there are a few alternative technologies uh, to improve the situation, so-called hardware accelerators. They are like processors uh, in computers, but kind of different. They have different advantages and disadvantages. And uh, one of those uh, are the FPGAs, so-called Field Programmable Gate Arrays. And uh, they can do certain tasks, especially in the machine learning and AI sector, and also video encoding, decoding a lot faster and more energy efficient than a normal service could ever do that. And um, that's basically what we are doing. We 
uh, replace uh, functionality which is running on conventional servers in the cloud or uh, private data centers uh, using this FPGA technology to just make it faster and more energy efficient and also more cost effective. It basically boils down to that you have some function, maybe some AI object detection or whatever, which you are running at the moment or some traditional machine learning. And um, you can accelerate it by up to 100 times or and reduce the amount of servers you need by putting in these specific cards. And um, the problem with that is uh, that these cards have to be programmed in a different way than uh, normal software. You cannot just run Windows or whatever on these hardware accelerators. You need specific programming languages, specific, specific knowledge to uh, utilize these accelerators. And uh, that's where we have a lot of expertise in our companies, um, like two of our co-founders did their PhD on this topic. And uh, we also got a couple of more employees who have uh, really deep knowledge in that field. And that's why we can provide uh, the software. So we are not building the hardware. We are only providing the software for this already existing hardware to make them usable to accelerate all these different tasks and uh, make the world faster and more energy efficient. I see. I have a lot of questions in my mind. First thing, uh, people who already know me know that I'm not a technical guy. Can I imagine this hardware accelerator like something like a graphics card? That's exactly what it is. So a uh, graphics card is also a hardware accelerator. Um, they exist for uh, decades already and everyone knows them because you need them in your PC mainly for playing games and stuff. Um, but they are also graphics card inside data centers, thousands of them. And not just for video stuff, they are also really good at doing uh, machine learning tasks and artificial intelligence. Um, they are running all this kind of uh, object detection, uh, language processing, all this uh, stuff uh, because they are faster than uh, normal um, CPUs. And uh, an FPGA board looks exactly the same uh, as a graphics card. I can actually show you one. I have one here with me. So see, just looks exactly the same. You could plug it uh, inside your PC uh, with this PCI um, interface. Um, but the FPGA uh, has just a different architecture. It works differently than CPU and GPU and has different advantages and disadvantages. Uh, some machine learning algorithms run better on FPGA, some on GPU. The thing with FPGA is that they just came recently into the data centers. They have been around for decades already, but more in the embedded market. And um, then what started this whole business for us as well was that 2014, uh, Microsoft started using FPGAs uh, for the first time in their data center, for example, to accelerate their search engine Bing, Bing uh, and also uh, their office services and their Azure cloud. And uh, shortly after that, uh, Intel, like one of the biggest companies uh, in the market, bought one of the two big um, FPGA producers, Altera, for more than 16 billion, so it was super huge uh, amount of money invested there. 
And one year later, in 2016, Amazon Web Services, one of the biggest cloud providers, started to put these FPGAs into the cloud. And that was kind of the starting signal for us that there is a new upcoming market for this new type of hardware accelerators uh, to make them usable in the cloud and in data centers. And that is where your company actually starts. Can we, uh, let's talk a little bit about how large this market is. You're talking about like AI, machine learning, cloud computing. That's that's a big market, right? That's a terribly uh, big market. Uh, I recently saw a McKinsey report. Um, which was saying that the potential total annual value of AI and analytics across all industries would be around uh, 10 to 15 trillion uh, dollars. So it's incredibly huge. Um, of course, the, uh, our share of the market is uh, quite a lot smaller because we are only interested in applications that need a lot of acceleration. Like when you're only scanning documents uh, to archive them, then it doesn't really matter for us because that can run overnight or whatever. Um, we are interested in uh, applications that need like uh, real time. For example, if you have object detection in a robot to um, avoid uh, obstacles or something like that, you want to have that happen in as little time as possible because then your robot can drive faster can detect obstacles uh, faster as well. Does this also apply at autonomous cars? Yes, of course as well. They are, they are also using hardware accelerators already for um, all their AI applications and that would potentially be a market as well, yeah. And I also saw on your website like voice assistances, like the smart speakers. Um, yeah, so um, le uh, speak, uh, speech processing is uh, one of our uh, biggest pillars. Um, so basically, we, uh, we have kind of two application areas where we are really good in, and one of those is uh, speech uh, processing. Um, that means that we can like read, uh, so we, we interpret what you are saying, put it into text. We also recognize who is talking. That's also important for many applications to identify the user. Also, when you have like a conference uh, or something like that, and you want to transcribe who is saying what um, and things like that. And uh, we are focusing there on applications where you really want to have a real-time speed. For example, sometimes you have these smart assistants, but uh, it takes Alexa to answer like five seconds or something like that. But you want to have an answer in like 60 seconds because you want to have some kind of fluent um, yeah, discussion like you would have with a human. Then you uh, would need some really good technology. And I think we are kind of the only ones who can provide this at the current time. Personal experience with Alexa, it's very helpful. But um, the, o the only area where it has like a broad understanding of everything that's going on is when you're insulting it. So um, 
all conversations are very much scripted and you have to stick to the script but uh, sh she recognizes a lot of insults i ha i have a friend who visits me regularly and he just pokes fun of her all the time and she recognizes like 90 to 99 percent of the insults not too sure what the coders are thinking there <laughs> So, um, that is like the application area and what now we get a little bit more into details. Um, first, we should say I've been stalking your website extensively and I realized you're actually working with your brother before we get into the startup itself. How is that? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, kind of interesting. So, um, he's a bit older than me, so he's my older brother, uh, but uh, he's kind of the best programmer I've uh, ever seen. And uh, after we started with C Startup and we were quite successful, I just asked him if he wants to join and he said yes, because I needed a well, as a startup, you need really, really good people. Uh, you cannot afford to have someone slacking around because you're limited on manpower anyway. And he was the best of the best. Uh, so I did this together with him. <laughs> that is undisputedly the most objective statement we've ever had here on StartupRate.io. My, my bigger brother is the best coder in the world. Totally. You nailed it. Awesome. <laughs> And now, now let's talk about what those two brothers and all the other people at Stilera Technologies are actually doing because you're trying to explain it very dumbed down, but let's try to get to uh, what you guys are actually doing, where your magic is, right? Okay, so that's quite interesting. So as I mentioned before, we... Uh are using this FPGA technology, but it only reached the data centers quite recently. So there are not a whole bunch of people out there who can use it. Uh, I mean, you have millions uh, of programmers who can program CPUs, but only a couple of thousands who, on the planet who can do FPGAs uh, in a, yeah efficient way. And uh, we have a whole bunch of this expertise uh, in our company uh, who are just... Uh, coding these uh, uh, machine learning and AI algorithms uh, on this specific hardware or for this specific hardware. So they're really doing low-level stuff, optimization on a really uh, hardware near uh, layer uh, to get like the maximum speed out of uh, these hardware accelerators, uh, the best efficiency we can get. Um, but that alone is not sufficient for the customers because uh, for them it's really hard to yeah, use this low-level uh, software for these platforms. So we also, the other half of the team, and that's where uh, my brother and me are actually working in, um, is doing high-level software to connect uh, these low-level FPGA parts to the rest of the world, basically. So we provide the interfaces uh, or integrations into standard frameworks. For example, there are data science frameworks like uh, Apache Spark that can use our uh, FPGAs to accelerate machine learning. Um, and the user doesn't need to know anything about this complicated hardware below through our integrations. He can just keep writing his same uh, data science scripts just like before. Uh, he just needs to install our software and, of course, one of the hardware boards, and it suddenly runs 100 times faster than before. How much hardware are we actually talking? Because you said one hardware board, but actually 
how much would you need like to seriously upgrade a data center? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Kind of depends on the applications because for some applications they're far better uh, and for some just a little bit better. But in general, um, we have seen applications like where you recommendation engines or stuff like that, uh, which are done on clusters of uh, 100 servers. And if you just outfit uh, each server with one of these cards, you suddenly only need five of them instead of 100, because with these five cards, five servers can do the same in the same amount of time and 100 servers could do without the cards. So there are data centers with thousands of these cards, but uh, depending on the application, you usually reduce the amount of servers drastically you need. Mm, I see, 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 see. And um, basically, how do like companies or actually startups use your tools? So basically, you are a startup, you do machine learning, you want to seriously accelerate that stuff. And then you um, buy one of those or many of those accelerator cards. And then uh, how do you guys actually, how do those guys actually use your software, your tools? Okay. Um, well, that depends a little bit on the platform where they want to go. For example, in the cloud, most uh, big clouds like uh, Microsoft Azure and uh, Amazon Web Services, uh, they already have uh, these FPGA instances. So you can just go to AWS, uh, launch an instance, and it has an FPGA there. Um, but you on your own won't be able to do anything with it. So you also download our software and install it on that instance. And uh, yeah, then you can basically use it out of the box. We uh, offer, as I said, several integrations, which uh, enable you to um, use standard frameworks to utilize our software. But of course, we are also doing a lot of projects with uh, big customers to integrate our things directly into their proprietary software. Um, so then they would just buy a bunch of these boards for their own data center. And uh, we would implement the interface uh, to connect basically our IP for the boards to their own software. Hmm, I see, 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 see. And um, everybody who is now interested in the software for you guys, you can go down here in the show notes and have a look at um, or have a look at www.startuprate.io forward slash blog. There you can find the interview and all the show notes of it but your uh software is just not any software you guys been recognized with some awards already right <laughs> exactly we won uh, quite some competitions uh just last year the we uh got the main uh prize for the digital startup of the year uh 2019 and uh, the year before we also won the founders competition of digital innovation uh, 2018 we got both prizes in Berlin, and uh, yeah, it's nice to get recognition out there. And we should say it's uh, uh, those been awarded by the Federal Ministry of Economics, and let me uh, check economics and energy, right? And um, you also get, uh, got one of the 
Top 50 Startups for the uh, widely read blog for Grün für Gründer, for founders, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. Sounds already pretty good. Then there are the usual startup radio question. How you guys are financed right now? Okay, right now we uh, got the so-called EXIST funding. It's uh, meant for bringing research from universities uh, to yeah to the business world. So basically we uh, work together with uh, TU Darmstadt, the technological university here, and uh, did a startup founding out of there. And we got funding from the government um, Yeah, for a time period of uh, one and a half years, where they supported uh, supported us, um, the uh, it will run out in uh, March. So we are actually in the process of uh, looking for uh, investors now to push us a little bit more. We kind of can sustain us right now. We have lots of projects going on, and we also grew quite a bit. Uh, we are at the moment eight uh, fixed employees and a couple of students working for us. But uh, it's we kind of need some investment to grow a bit faster because this uh, window for uh, this opportunity just opened because of all this FPGA hype that's currently happening. So we kind of want to um, go as fast as we can before other people are overtaking us because all the competition we have at the moment, they are all startups. There are no big companies uh, trying to do the same as we do. Uh, but a lot of them are in the Silicon Valley and they usually get quite a lot more funding than you can get over here. So, yeah, that's what we're trying to get right now as well. You guys are looking for something like a Series A? Uh, yeah, it's, well, at the moment it's kind of more like seed funding, but yeah. Everybody who'd like to reach out to you guys, we uh, surely connect you. Just reach out to us. You see um, my... Mm. Ah, sorry working with two cameras here and there's the arm for my microphone in the way but you see here my uh email just reach out and we connect you guys uh only thing left for me to say is thank you very much greatly appreciated uh, taking your time and very interesting startup wish you all the best Thanks a lot, Jörn. It was really nice uh, to do this interview with you and thanks a lot for the invitation. Completely my pleasure. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.